You're listening to Al Pastor, the show that helps you love God, love your neighbor, and eat more tacos. I'm your host, Pastor Brian. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, hello. I want to come to you today with another podcast. I'm only going to cover half of a verse. I know, I know. There's a lot in Exodus 19, but this is very important. So we're going to cover Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, only the first half of the verse. What we are reading is about what God has done, and I want to really make sure that I emphasize this, what God has done for us in history. Yes, he did this for Israel, but he has done this for us. And this is also the basis of what he expects from us today. His work of salvation always demands a response. So after reminding his people how they were saved, God then began to lay out the terms and conditions of their relationship for the future. So let's read it. Exodus 19, 5. He says, Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant. Oh boy. Now, the goal is, is just to touch on this briefly, but I also want to give a full disclaimer here. This is something that we are going to work out for the rest of our lives. What does this mean? What does it look like? For right now, we need to acknowledge what God was demanding of them and what he demands from us is nothing less than full and total obedience and allegiance. This is the keeping of his covenant. So what exactly is meant by keeping the covenant? This is the first time that the Bible uses this exact expression. Now, the covenant is God's unbreakable promise of love for his people. He made his covenant with Abraham, promising to give him a land and a seed, a land and a people who would bless the entirety of the world. He confirmed his covenant with Isaac and with Jacob. Then in order to make good on his promise, because God is faithful, is the promises in him are yes and amen. In order for him to make good on this, this is what we're reading in the book of Exodus. So he brings his people out of Egypt. Exodus is the story of God remembering his covenant. Now up to this point, what the covenant mainly required of God's people was faith. Faith in God's word, faith in his promise. However, because this is a mutual relationship, it also required obedience, obedience to God's revealed word, which is his will. Now, God's about to unfold in fuller detail what this covenant demands in terms of personal obedience. In chapter 20, he's going to give them his law in the form of Ten Commandments, And then he's going to unpack in the rest of Exodus, and then we're going to be reading this in Torah, um, how to apply his commandments in everyday life and all these different life situations. It is all part of keeping covenant with God. Now, before getting really, really specific, what God is doing here is he's revealing to Moses the essence of what's, what's required, which is what? full obedience, full allegiance. This is the main thing. Anyone that wants to enjoy fellowship with God must make a basic commitment to do 
everything God says. Isn't this how Jesus laid it out as well? I mean, at one point he said, why do you call me Lord and not do the things that I said? He says, if you love me, obey my commands. If you were to just kind of do a deep dive on obedience and allegiance throughout the New Testament, in fact, God raises the stakes higher. Jesus did when he was here on the earth. So the starting place is, after salvation, a commitment to obey. What do we, what do we start that with? It starts with obeying God through obedience in the act of baptism, right? Once we make this commitment to say, I will do what God requires, what God demands, I will obey, the rest is going to be worked out for life. The decision to do what God demands, once, it's been, once it has been made, it then begins the process. I'm trying to think of how to word this. You begin the process of learning, education, right? You have to learn what God demands. Starts with the, with the commitment, says, I'm going to do, and then discipleship takes place. Well, what does God say? So here God begins with a basic commitment to do this. He says, if you indeed obey and keep my covenant. Now, we need to state the obvious here because this is going to be important. We need to make it absolutely clear that this was this statement was made to people that were already saved. The Israelites have already been delivered from bondage. They've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And this is important for us to understand how obedience works in our Christian life today. The order of salvation is important. The order of Exodus is important. First, God delivers his people from bondage. Then he gives them his law. Now, imagine what would have happened if it would have been the other way around. Suppose God says to Moses, you know what, Moses, tell my people, if you obey me and if you fully keep my covenant, then I'll carry you out from Egypt and I'll do it on eagle's wings. Now, if that were the case, listen, there would never have been an exodus at all, right? God's people would still be in bondage due to their failure to keep the covenant with God. But God is a God of grace, so he saves his people first. And then he calls them to obey his law. The history of Exodus helps us understand the function, the role of obedience in the Christian life today. First, God rescues us from sin, right? And then he teaches us, discipleship, how to live for his glory. If personal obedience had to come first, we would never be saved. But as it is, God saves us in Christ Jesus before he calls us to live for Christ. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died. Now, at the same time, we need to recognize that God's promise came with a condition. God said, if, if you indeed obey, then you'll be my treasured possession. Now, I'm going to have to take this phrase, this idea of treasured possession, and it's going to bless you, and I'm going to do a separate podcast on it, but I, we got to table that for a second. So how are we to make sense of this if and then, the condition, the promise, and the premise? 
If Israel was saved by grace, then why did God make their future depend on their obedience? And then the other question, could they lose their salvation? Let me give you just a a quick answer. Yeah, they could. They could. They, uh, let me get, I'm trying to think the best way to do this here. The best way to answer this is to say that although Israel's salvation had been initiated, in order for salvation to be fully realized at the end, and the in-between is what we're dealing with right now, in order for them to enjoy the fullness of God's blessing, favor, they needed to keep and walk in the covenant. Let me read to you what one commentator writes. He says, The people have already been freed by divine grace and power. They are not given the law to save themselves, but so that they might continue to enjoy the salvation they have already been given. I like this because there's a lot of truth to this. The covenant is a love relationship. And so how can anyone experience the joys of covenant Think of a husband and wife. How can anyone experience intimacy with God and at the same time break his law? To make this really plain, we cannot enjoy fellowship with God while we are rebelling against him. And so we have to take the covenant condition seriously. There's more at stake here than just enjoying God's blessing. This is the focus today of the church world how to enjoy the blessings of God, the prosperity of God. There's much more to this than that. God really did demand Israel's full obedience. And here we need to remember that Exodus 19 is part of the Old Testament. That's to say the old covenant. There is a new covenant. We'll get to that. And so right here, there's a condition that was not fully met until Jesus came into the world. Now, to be sure, even the Old Testament, the salvation, came by grace through faith. The Exodus is the highest example. It is is an example of the way salvation is accomplished through Jesus Christ. And it was written into Israel's history. It is written into our history. But God made it clear that full obedience, perfect obedience, Covenant-keeping was required for salvation. And as a matter of God's holiness, justice, God demanded nothing less than perfection. And so in Exodus, the law is presented in all of its detail as a condition of the covenant. Perfect obedience was the condition that God's people were unable to meet. And you know what? You and I are unable to meet it too. I hope you thank God for that. Now, because of sin, the Israelites never fulfilled their covenant obligations. But as they struggled and as they failed to keep God's law, as they offered sacrifice after sacrifice after sacrifice, the blood of bulls and rams and goats, They were to realize their need for grace all the more. And they were to look for a Savior who could keep these terms and conditions. Let's make it real plain. They were waiting for Jesus. 
I love what the book of Hebrews says. Listen to this. This is Hebrews 9.15. It says, And for this reason, speaking of Jesus, he is the mediator of a new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant, that those who are called may receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Wow, isn't that powerful? Jesus' sacrifice, his atoning blood, not only covers us, but it also covered them. This is who they were waiting for. Jesus has also died for us. We, too, are covenant breakers. But Christ has offered full obedience to God on our behalf. He suffered the penalty that we deserve for our sins. God's covenant is unconditional for us because Jesus has kept all of those conditions. And so we must keep the covenant in Christ. Today, I hope you obey him. Today, I hope you will present yourself before the Lord, not out of just sheer obligation, but out of a condition of your heart to say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I want to learn more about you. Lord, I want to obey you. And listen, if there's something that you have been neglecting to obey Jesus about, I encourage you to take that step. Take that step of faith and do what God has been asking you to do. Hey, if you've got any thoughts or opinions or something you're struggling with um, in any of these verses, feel free to reach out, send me a, send me a text or email or um, whatever works for you. Um, we're going to cover this precious people uh, <laughs> right now, and I think you will be blessed. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Al Pastor with Brian Overturf. If you found value in this, please subscribe and get updates. Most places podcasts are available. We're right here on Anchor FM through Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Until then, we'll see you later.